Good day. Doesn't feel it. That uh, <laughs> looking for something better to to say off the hop, but uh, I just don't have it, folks. It uh, it has been a very heavy, heavy weekend. Certainly, we knew this was coming. Uh, realistically, I expected to survive the weekend uh, when it comes to Ottawa. Does not look to be largely the case. It's 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 been heavy. Uh, it, it's easy to see short-sighted right now, um, <laughs> potentially through the the tear grass and the pepper spray. Uh, I it's I understand being a rational person that this grotesque escalation uh, it long term will be in our favor, uh, but it is we're still licking our wounds and and short term it really sucks. Uh, it, it really sucks seeing innocent, peaceful people uh, dismissed and quite literally run over. Um, I, I've said it before, um, but I think I think this weekend takes the cake for the the lowest moment in my lifetime, uh, and and possibly a couple generations uh, of Canadians. It's it's an all-time low, and I don't mean that epic high school grunge band. Um, this is a legitimately an all-time low. I, I actually just had conversations with my my father-in-law over the weekend, and we were talking about my my poppy-in-law, uh, my wife's grandfather, served in the Navy, World War II. And uh, it was always funny to get poppy riled up about politics or any of that topic, uh, he's actually the reason I got my conservative membership. Um, just seeing how invested this, this old coot was and, uh, and, and really a bit of that zeal had rubbed off. And, uh, if only he could see where this country has gone to now, uh, there is no doubt that he'd be shedding some, some real heavy tears. Uh, and we actually laughed because he's not with us now. But um, we laughed because we we all agree that he would have been at the war memorial being arrested this this weekend, like we saw other veterans being done. What happened? I can't even I can't even look at it individually right now. Um, but on a macro scale, what happened today? I feel like I watched like a dozen funerals. Uh, just watching our country bleed today, uh, and I don't mean literally, but it feels like our country has been just stabbed. Uh, Justin Trudeau, I've said it before, I, I wish the man no harm. I, I, I despise him. I think he's a horrible leader. Uh, I think he will go down in history as one of the worst leaders this half of the continent uh, I don't, I, I'm hard pressed to find somebody on the Western world that, that will go down worse than him. Uh, at this point, Joe Biden seems more respectful of democracy than, uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, if only due to the fact that his government, his populace would probably take him out, uh, roll him out in the walker. But nonetheless, it sucks. It sucks to see a petulant child running a country where you 
before you sit down and talk to your fellow countrymen, before you hear legitimate or illegitimate grievances, uh, war measures gets in, in a, invoked, and jackboots. And I, I use that term hyperbolically over the weekend. Uh, it's popular when protests happen and and riot squad comes out. Jackboots is a is a convenient hyperbole in regards to just a heavy-handed authoritarian handling. And don't get me wrong, I I try to be middle ground here. I think blocking Ottawa up uh, was necessary. They weren't listening to peaceful demonstrations and calls for conversation. So I, it was a necessary evil. Uh, at some point, it, it legitimately did become illegal. And I don't mean... Thousands of people being there. I mean blocking up the roads. It's tough. It, I I have to critically look at it and be like, yeah, it was against the, the letter of the law. Um, however, it was 100% peaceful. They did accommodate for emergency vehicles. You can break a law and not have it be responded to in such a military way. Um, that's not the way... They, they didn't opt to, to handle it well, and ignoring people as long as they did is what got it there. But, nonetheless, watching them kind of swarm in and, and behave the way they did over the weekend, uh, jackboot is so fitting. Uh, not only just because I, I feel that way. Um, the, the leaked texts of the RCMP conversation, if you haven't seen that, uh, Kean Bexty over at the Counter Signal, he's the one who actually broke that, that story initially. But they got inside text messages from RCMP officers, and and one of them literally described himself as as jackboots, and it, it kind of speaks to the and I, I it speaks to how sick and twisted you can get in a in a group think. Uh, certainly, I bet you if you had any of those officers in in the shop for a beer, uh, they'd be balanced and reasonable. And I don't I don't think that that would be a front. I think any of these officers would be balanced and reasonable on their own. Um, but much like we've learned over the last two years, groupthink is such a powerful thing. Uh, and when you get a bunch of militarized police officers in a group, once that group starts moving in a certain direction, no one's going to fall out of line. That that group mentality will just continue to drift whatever way it's it's already heading. And yeah, it's it, jackboot military style tactics. Uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this, everyone by now has, has seen the video where they literally ran a, a senior citizen over with a horse. Uh, and again, as we've debunked the concept of this being a, a white supremacist movement, she happened to be Aboriginal. Uh, I believe she came from the Mohawk tribe. Uh, forgive me if I get that wrong, but I believe that's, that's correct. Um, and then they tweeted, Ottawa police tweeted, and said that somebody had the audacity to throw a bicycle under the legs of a horse to try and trip it up and interfere with that. However, uh, as anyone who can see for themselves, it was a walker. It was a senior citizen trampled by a horse. There was another gentleman that also got run over. Uh, and 
that's a whole, there's so many moving parts. I, I can't, I'm simply not going to be able to cover it all properly. Um, we were going to have an armchair episode and uh, sit down and go back and forth for this, but I think the schedules just got mixed up. So we're going to try and put that out this week. Uh, so we will be doing two episodes at least this week. But as we've seen, anyone follow Twitter? I love and hate it at this point. It, it's fun watching uh, irrational lefties try and justify things. Uh, there's not a lot of critical conversations, not a lot of p- legitimate pushback. Um, so I actually take a lot of joy in being able to, to actually logically argue some of these points. And over my use of Twitter in the last weekend, um, watching Ottawa police, it feels like George Orwell is, is narrating their tweets. Uh, you can literally have a live stream up simultaneously looking at the tweets and they are just polar opposites. Um, Ottawa police will tweet that a bike was run, thrown under the horse. Meanwhile, you look at the live stream and you watch a little old lady in a walker was run over it's just i there's probably a dozen situations where what the Ottawa police are tweeting is is factually diametrically opposed uh basically whatever they tweet it's almost the exact opposite uh to a scary degree of accuracy and then you had the new police commissioner come out and say how they're going to be increasing their tweets and information to fight misinformation. As if there isn't thousands of cameras from every angle. Uh, you've seen them try and lock out media. Uh, a bunch of, like... And I don't just mean, like, Jeremy walks up with a cell phone and says, hey, I'm live-streaming to my 2,000 followers, I'm independent media. No, I mean, like, legitimate media. Andrew Lawton with True North was pepper-sprayed. Uh... Alex Levine, I, sorry if I butcher that name, but uh, the Quebec reporter for Rebel News, was shot with a 62 millimeter gas canister at point-blank range. This is things that happen in, in despot countries, despotic regimes, where the government is, is actively taking over. Uh, and I'm not... I'm not perpetuating the, the concept that Justin Trudeau is actively right now taking over the country but i am comparing the the tactics uh when people it's it it pisses me off to watch on twitter or in any social media venue uh house of commons is the same way if you watch any of that where the politicians will accuse uh trudeau and the liberals of being a authoritarian regime or a pseudo dictator and they immediately dismiss it as that's not happening because he's not Hitler. He's not this. And completely ignore the mechanisms that get you there. I'm so sick and tired of of people trying to dismantle an argument that is kind of tough to, to deal with. I mean, if you're a liberal and you're presented with the case that yes, Justin Trudeau is acting like an authoritarian dictate, it is difficult to process that. Because at a certain level, you have to accept that that guy's on your team. And truly, he probably doesn't represent a lot of the average liberal voters' views when you really get down to it. But once you've got your team picked, it is difficult and painful 
to kind of peel yourself off of that. And it's just so disingenuous to, to see not dumb people, like the people in Parliament, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, you're generally not there. My politician, my MP aside, there are a couple MPs that are just as daft as a friggin' February draft. Um, but most MPs and MPPs are not stupid people. Uh, generally speaking, a lot of them are quite smart, but very much post-secondary educated lawyers, doctors, uh, successful entrepreneurs. It's typically not the bottom of the barrel intelligence. It's just angering to watch smart people fall for such dumb arguments and, and not be able to kind of zoom out a bit and realize these complaints are valid. And I don't care what side they are. Just like the liberals are, are holding the conservatives to account for their double standard on protests. And again, I might catch flack for this. I, I would like to think, based on the communications I've had with, with my audience here, most of you respect some balance. We all have our bias. I'm super right. I own it, but I can look from the other side too and try and find middle ground because that's all I damn well want. But the, the liberals are holding the conservatives to account for the double standard for how they handle protesters. Certainly, the conservatives don't call war measures, um, but they are a lot less sympathetic when the protesters are not, quote-unquote, on their side. Uh, and this is something I've personally grappled with, because during the riots in the States of Black Lives Matter, and don't get me wrong, as soon as you get violent, the Canadian trackers were not violent, as soon as you get violent, it changes things. But I, I certainly didn't necessarily listen to the concept that the state police have a little too much power and are a little too eager to use it on, on average citizens until now. And that's something I've definitely had to, to reconsider. Uh, I, I've listened to arguments and it's sometimes difficult to relate or, or view it as honestly as you would hope to. Um, but after seeing what I would presume is decent men and women breaking, in my in my eyes, they've they've defrauded their oath. They've they've gone against everything they swore to uphold, and that's caused me to have to try and look in other situations from from a different side and be like, you know what, guys, I think we can now agree on some of this. Maybe we do need a significant amount of police reform. Maybe we do need to look at how we change this. I'm certainly not sitting there saying, hey, let's send psychiatrists into or social workers into domestic violence situations. I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. But you know what? Yeah, maybe maybe these military these police shouldn't have militarized equipment. We don't use tear gas and pepper spray in war. It is it is a it is a breach of treaty. It is a war crime to use any chemical agent in a war act. But it's okay to use it domestically. That means you cannot tear gas the Taliban, but you, you can tear gas peaceful protesters in Ottawa. You can tear gas Black Lives Matter in Toronto if you want. Um, again, not saying it's ever justified at this point. Uh, didn't say it was, period. But factually... It is allowed to be done on your own citizens and not on foreign enemies. 
I'm just I'm I'm struggling here. Uh, you've seen this is this is the the fall of Canada in my eyes, and I I struggle to damn well reckon with that. Canada is done as we know it. It is done. I don't think you can save it at this point. The divide is so big that I don't see it. I don't see I don't see how people on the left, friends on the left, who support a government invading my life to the point where they can seize my bank, they can fire me, they can pull my insurance, they can confiscate private property, they can literally do anything uh, if they do it in the name of science, justice, uh, social interest. I don't see how I can live with people like that, honestly. I, I, I can coexist, but I can't be me. I can't be myself in that situation. And from the other side, uh, they look at people like me uh, as if I pose such a risk that they might die if they get close to me. And I, and they, they can't live with that. Uh, they think that people on my side want to overthrow the government uh, and are terrorists, racist, misogynistic. Uh, they buy everything they've been sold. And they, there's no bridge building here. I don't see a situation where you can bring it down. Because uh, at this point, I've seen enough people that cheer on atrocious acts. Uh, literally, people cheering on a grandma who donated 50 bucks to the convoy. Her bank account's been frozen. She makes minimum wage, and she has access to zero money right now. Uh, and they're cheering it on. Uh basically you get what you get uh dick around and find out well you guess you found out is is the the sentiment being spread around i just don't see how we ever bring this back down uh i, I want to i want to see a world where this is brought back down but i think i think this weekend we crossed the line that i don't know if you can i do, i don't know i i like to think of myself as fairly intellectual I can't think of a, of a path forward where both sides can coexist normally. Uh, if not, everyone's going to be on pins and needles the whole time. Uh, whether they think that you're going to kill them because you have not been medically altered to protect them. Or if you think that, hey, this person I'm having coffee with might well cheer my arrest and depersoning if if the case called for it it hurts it hurts a lot and uh i don't know the next week this week coming up i guess this is coming out monday but the week coming up is is going to be so key i hope to see a lot of big developments in a major and and helpful way as far as justin trudeau and war measures act my predictions and and we'll come back uh I, I hit the nail on the head 8 times out of 10, if I'm being completely honest. I don't always hit it, but I, I expect Monday they're supposed to vote. I don't know how that changes once he's suspended Parliament, uh, which is a whole other thing. But uh, Monday they vote on continuing the War Measures Act. Uh, again, I'm not playing revisionist history. It is what it is. Um... I think you'll see Justin Trudeau say, no, we won. It served its purpose. We did what it wanted to. 
we don't need to vote on it. I'm giving it up. Politically, it's a smart play. Uh, tactically, you've accomplished your goal. You didn't need war measures to do it. Uh, they didn't charge anyone with anything special. The only thing war measures being invoked allowed was sweeping civil forfeiture without due process. Freezing bank accounts, taking trucks, taking RVs, and now they're talking about auctioning them off uh, to pay for some of the policing costs. Again, that is not legal outside of the War Measures Act. So basically all it did was allow them to be just jackasses. Uh, it didn't allow them to enforce any different laws. It didn't allow them any extra forces. It didn't allow them to bring in a... They brought in police, which is already under provincial jurisdiction, which was already in a state of emergency. Funding, again, Provincial Emergency Act. The only thing it did was allow them to seize money without process. Uh, and we've already seen how grossly abusive they've, they've handled that, uh, going after literally anyone um, at this point. And, and you've got their justice minister, who it should be noted, this is the same minister of justice that replaced the Honorable Jody Wilson-Raybould, who was forced out of office because she wouldn't cave to political pressure. So it goes to reason that the person replacing her would, by default, be pre-screened to make sure they were going to toe the line. He goes on CTV News and says, if you are a Trump supporter, you should be worried about your bank accounts. It's, it's so grossly clear that this has become a... This is, and this is why people compare it to authoritarianism. They are, they are actively persecuting opposition. They are arresting and seizing assets of political opposition. This is things you see in Russia, in the Middle East, in China, but you don't see it in a Western democracy. I hope... I genuinely hope there's a political reckoning for this. Uh, the lines that have been crossed, I don't know if you uncross them. Uh, I have friends. I literally know people firsthand who have had their bank accounts frozen. Uh, I, I was talking to, to Kristen Nagel and Sean Zimmer just on the weekend, and yeah, they both have been locked out. Luckily for Sean, they've, they've got a second account that wasn't affected uh, as of yet. But uh, yeah people's life savings on hold. And the thing that people don't understand is now they've been flagged in the financial system as potential terrorists. The, the, the flag that actually pops up is the same flag that would pop up for somebody suspected of funding actual terrorists. Um, again, all done extrajudicially. This has been done outside of checks and balances and the judicial system. There's no recourse. There's no liability. If the banks got it wrong, they can't be in trouble. And if this even goes back, you're still going to have that mark on your account. You are still going to be unbankable. These people will have such a hard time getting any financial services. And even if they can, the financial services they will get are going to be absolute basic. Uh, they will almost never, through a major financial institution, be allowed access to investments or RRSPs and stuff like that. If they manage to get a bank account, it's going to be a basic checking account, and it's probably going to cost them triple. But, what do you do? I, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, 
they are literally saying the quiet parts out loud with impunity. Like, they, they just don't care. When you've got your justice ministers literally... Th- this is... Oh, <laughs> this hurts. The, the top judicial appointee in the country literally says we're coming after you based on your, your partisan views. And we're in a, in a media environment where they feel safe to do th- say that. Um, and then you you wonder why CTV says, oh, we've got to take our stickers off our car because we fear violence. Or you, you see Twitter and you've got all these media types going on and on about how they feel unsafe because they're getting heckled. It's like, first off, you getting called an asshole is, is uncomfortable. It's rude. But it's, it's not violence. And it's no indication that your life is in any risk of danger. Let alone any any escalation. People are just sick and tired of dishonest media. And I, I say that, and I'm not even a huge fan of Rebel News. I appreciate consuming a generally more my side perspective, but they're just a different side of the same coin. They're biased in the complete opposite way, which is helpful to balance things out. But I, I wouldn't consider them fair or uh, necessarily the right or honest. I don't. I don't want to disparage them too much. They they serve a key role in a, in a point in time where media is so one way. Um, but they they don't really show a lot of effort to be middle ground. Uh, they are only good as a contrast to the far left. But nonetheless, journalists you. <laughs> How you can sit there and listen to a minister of justice say we're, we're coming after political opponents and not, I believe it was Evan Sullivan, or Solomon, sorry, I, I believe it was him who, and nothing, didn't push back, didn't say, whoa, that sounds a little scary, or whoa, are you sure you want to say that? Nothing, no pushback. So you wonder why people en masse are, are getting heckled and and just fed up with mainstream media. And you have to understand that you, I, anyone listening to this, we may understand that mainstream media is is really gotten so far out of whack that it's it's really friggin' irresponsible to put it nicely. There's there's a lot of adjectives you could you could attach to the behavior of mainstream media. But some people don't have that maybe maybe you listening right now are one of the people that don't have the nuance to understand that that freaking out at these reporters isn't helping some people just don't uh, it's not on everyone to to fully understand every aspect of every, every situation uh, and sometimes frustration boils over and it spills out in a rant or a tirade at a crappy reporter doing a hit piece against values you hold. So, you can't really fault these people. Although, I can sit there and tell you, it's, it's not helpful. You're, not, you're only helping the mainstream media and their echo chamber paint us all as crazy people. And, and they cert- it's, nobody sits there and, and listens to mainstream media and watches these people get heckled and goes, hmm, maybe they are doing something wrong. There's only two sides to, to see when you see that. It's you either say, yeah, 
mainstream media are crazy and terrible and buddy yelling at them okay i get i get it or the other side where you sit there and you're like well these guys are crazy and they're abusing this reporter uh, it's you're not it's not mending fences i 100% understand the frustration and the, the desire to call a spade a spade um but it's it's not how it's going to change and it's not helping anything meanwhile they're just spinning it up to show that they're unsafe and their lives it's just gross the crap they spin out of it but yeah where do we go from here i uh it's been a bit of a down episode i apologize for that I, uh, I know <laughs> we've grown quite a lot. Uh, honestly, it's, it's been a, a whirlwind of a couple months, uh, and I'm really happy to see so many people are rolling with us now. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely not one of my more upbeat episodes. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of my friends, uh, when I check out episodes next week, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty somber. It, it's been a heavy weekend. And it's, it's easy to see... <laughs> the shadows on the on the horizon as well as the light uh, i have hope I, th- I think this is all going to end up backfiring horribly but we got to get there and it's it's getting there that sucks um it's hey i voiced critical opinions ag- against this government is my bank account going to get seized is my is my crypto addresses going to be blacklisted am i going to not be able to pay my mortgage is my insurance going to be revoked? Is my card going to be declined because I hold unacceptable views? Uh, <laughs> we are living... This is... It's bad. It's it's bad, guys. And I don't... I don't want to understate how bad it is. This is... Uh, again, I'm not... I'm not... I actually had a conversation in the comments like an hour before I recorded this, somebody compared to what's going on to the Holocaust, and, and, and I had to stop them and be like, no, I get you're frustrated, I get you're lashing out, but that's not this. We're not in the Holocaust. Nobody's murdering people en masse. You can disagree, you can disagree with the vaccine mandates, I certainly do. Uh, again, we've covered it before, it's not, it has risks they're not advertising, 100% fact. Uh, some people have died because of this, hundred percent fact this is not some conspiracy to kill off a bunch of people again the easiest way to to address that that theory is think about it for five seconds if you wanted to kill off a bunch of people do you really want to be left over with the handful of people that said fuck you from the start no you don't it's 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 very easy to just poke enough holes in that to just it doesn't carry water uh but I get it. People are people are resorting to, to dangerous hyperbole um, in out of desperation, out of out of just they're, they're defeated. And I had I had to say like we're not in the Holocaust. This is not a Holocaust. Um, but we are seeing behavior that led that that paved the way to get to that point. And I'm not saying we're going to end up at that point. But the stuff that's happening now cannot stand. Uh, politically, legally, this has to be defeated and quickly. Because this is the, the bricks on the road to a system of government that historically has killed 
millions of people. And I don't just mean the Holocaust. I mean every regime that ends up in a authoritarian dictate. Totalitarianism. Um, any, any form of your isms of asshole government. Uh, many governments have killed millions of people. It's, it's not a new concept. And, and just because of that. It's, it's not new. It's not, it's not even novel. It's happened a bunch of times. So let's not be ignorant and think that it, it is never going to happen again. Because mark these words, it 100% will happen again. The goal is that it doesn't happen here. It doesn't happen now. It doesn't happen soon. It, we're never going to stop it. Somebody else is going to become an, an absolute dictator and kill a bunch of people. That is going to happen. It's just mathematically not possible um the question is what are you going to do to stop it here and now and again i'm not saying that that's where it's going but it could if we don't stop this train oh man i get worked up and i i like talking to that lady i i felt bad because it's like look i don't want to like deflate your anger and your your comment but we do have to we, we can't just throw those words around i i when I invoke words like Trudeau is acting like Hitler, 1933, 1934, I, I, I don't do that off the cuff. I have friends who know more than I do about history. I, have, I take my time and I, I calculate out, is what I'm saying too exaggerated or is it a fair accounting? And, and that's a, a, a giant weight for me. I, I, I do not use that that analogy lightly but if it does actually fit like it does when i use it it is our duty to call it out because the concept that after the holocaust everyone always goes we will never again we can never let this happen again and it's 100 percent true we cannot let that happen again but that doesn't just mean hey when they start putting people on cattle cars and and training them into a concentration camp. We can't let that happen. No, it means we can't let the things that led up to it happen. We can't let authoritarian power grabs stand. We can't we can't not push back in the legislature, in in the legal and political realms. We can't let it stand because that's that's the hills worth stopping it on. You're never going to stop that train. But you're going to stop them putting the train together. You're going to stop them staffing the train if you just take that battle sooner. So, yeah, we're in a heavy, heavy time. It's it's a scary, dark time when you can accurately make uh, comparisons to how it got there, uh, to to what led to people's deaths. And I'm not saying again. I have to be. I have to be so clear because I don't want somebody to clip out. 10 seconds, and totally make me sound like a jackass. Um, I, I take that lesson from Steven Crowder. Um, so if I, if I repeat myself too much, it's, it's just out of responsibility to the heaviness and the weight of what I'm saying that it, it needs a disclaimer. I don't, I don't wish any bad ill on Trudeau. I want him to be unemployed, and I want his conscience heavy. Uh, I don't wish anything ill from him, uh, other than he just basically retire and and just drift into obscurity and let history treat you like the the supervillain you really are 
And I don't think he has plans to round up people. But his abject othering and and just indifference to his fellow countrymen is it's disgusting. It is nothing short of disgusting. And listening to the the liberal MPs go on I try to listen to CPAC to ch- try and tune into the debates. It's disgusting. Like I, I don't understand how these these lefty politicians can just I don't even think they know they're full of crap. Like some of the stuff they say, like it's just it's a full out lie. Uh, again, you've st- you've still got them going on about racist, misogynistic, uh, asshole white supremacists. And it's like we've debunked this so much that you can't even pretend not to know. So any invocation of, of those kind of ad hominem attacks, it's it's just a lie. You know what's a lie. We know what's a lie. Why are you still doing this? Why are you allowed to lie in Parliament? But, yeah, next week, we're g- it's got to be big. It has to be big. I think Justin Trudeau gives it up. I think NDP pulls support. Uh, I think they're basically going to claim victory. And you know what? I said it before. I'll say it again. They need an out where they can call it a win. I don't like it. It's just the fact of how it is. Uh, Justin Trudeau will not back out of this without being able to to rubber stamp it a small W. I don't care. I I do not care to label uh, this movement as a win-loss whatever. We have impacted change. Period. That's all we need to do. I don't need to. I don't need to win this battle, as long as as the war can de-escalate, and we can all just go home. I don't. I'm not so vindictive that I need to even the tally, and I, I genuinely don't think anyone in this movement is that way either. I think it was smart to basically call it off, uh, call your your own. Hey, we've we've shifted the tides enough. Now we need to take it from a different angle. But yeah, I, th- I think Trudeau's going to call it a win. I think Jagoff Singh is going to do the same. Uh, I think he's. I think he might pull support, maybe even before Trudeau. That'll be the battle of the lefties to see who claims victory first. Um, but I, I certainly don't. I don't think he wants it to go to a vote. Um, I, I don't know which way it shakes out. If you really push these liberal MPs to to vote on their conscience. Lord, I hope some of these guys vote with their conscience. Um, I know you'd see Lightbound, one of the MPs that defected. I think he'd vote against it. But let's hope it doesn't get there. If we have another month of these war measures, Lord knows the, the havoc he could wreck. They've frozen over 200 bank accounts right now. I can't imagine how many be left after the end of this. And the other question is, I don't know if, if they get struck down. I don't know if those bank accounts immediately get unfroze. Who knows? Um, I know FinTrack, the, the financial tracking branch of the government, has said none of this looks like terrorist. None of this fits the definition of terrorist activity. So legally, in a traditional framework, none of this is acceptable. And it should be noted too. One thing that a lot of people haven't highlighted is if you're funding terrorism, legitimately, it's already legal for them to seize your bank accounts. You get a court order and you have it seized. There's a judicial process for that. They did not need this. They only needed this to break their own law. And and I'm not going to mince my words. They only needed this to sidestep legal process. 
Uh, this has been a coordinated attack on an, an ideological stance. <laughs> and it's like, uh, Lord help the, the liberal door knocker that shows up come election time at my place. I'm going to pull out a lawn chair. We're going to have a conversation. But I, I don't know. I don't know how you, I, I struggle. I want, I want to impart hope. I want to impart balance. I don't friggin' know. Right now, I feel completely in my camp, and I don't see a bridge between them. I don't see a walkway to the other side. I don't see an olive branch. I <laughs> The divide has been so fortified in this last weekend. It hurts. And, and the, other, the other downside is, like, I'm a reasonable person. I'm not going to ever do something unreasonable. But you can be damn sure there there are people that are less stable than me that are that are experiencing the same as I am if not worse and you're going to radicalize people and and uh, and then what are we just going to keep playing this till it till it basically self implodes uh, but but you have to think about that if if somebody was passionate about this they donated they showed up to the protest now you're going to seize their bank accounts you're going to take their vehicle uh, you're going they were threatening to take children and euthanize dogs and cats like you're, you're really going to force people to become radicals is i mean when you take away somebody's everything well you take away their money you take away their job you take you take away their vehicle like what what do you think's going to like 99% of people might just take it and be pissed off you're going to find 1% that's radical and that's not healthy I'm not calling for that. It's it's a warning that we need to work together to stop people from escalating. And it if we don't, somebody's going to get hurt. And it's not a good thing. I don't want anyone hurt over this. We all need to just kind of bring the temperature down. And I think that's the big problem is with the protests. It's been super peaceful. I, there is no protest that ever reached this size that stayed peaceful for three plus weeks. It is by the grace of God. I, I, I put that on God. There is, there is no other way that that kind of movement stays that peaceful for that long with that many people. It's insane. It's a miracle, but like you're pushing people too far. We want to tone it down. Everyone at that protest just wanted dialogue. They wanted to be heard and understood. They didn't need their way. They weren't looking to overthrow the government. That's what elections are for. But they wanted to be heard. And instead of being heard, they were assaulted. They were pe they pepper sprayed. Uh, some of them shot. They were tear gassed. Then they were gaslit, saying that none of those things happened. Uh, they were trampled by, by horses. They were beat with batons. They were dehumanized. And then told, not only did most of it not happen, but the stuff that did happen, it was deserved. And they were warned. You were warned that this would happen if you didn't listen to us. Guess what? At some point, somebody on the other side has to be like, hey, there's a better approach to this. Let's just hear these people out. Let's stop treating them like children. Let's stop ignoring them and gaslighting them and abusing them. Because that's what's happened. If you're listening to this, you already know. I'm not. I'm preaching to the choir. Um, so congrats, guys. Thank you for letting me vent a bit. And hopefully you guys all needed 
event as well. And I hope we could have done that for you. Like I said, we're going to... I really wanted to get into this as a, a back and forth. I wanted to do an armchair episode for this one. And we're going to. I think we're going to record this tomorrow, but I have not missed a Monday drop yet. And I don't plan on it. I, I quite enjoy my scheduled predictability. I like that Monday mornings are our thing. Grab a coffee, tune in, check in, let's set up for the week and see what's coming. Um, so I, I didn't want to not do that. That being said, I jumped around a lot. There's just so much going on. And honestly, so much of it's already been hashed and rehashed. None of this is news to anyone listening to this. But we, we do have to break it down. And, and we do have to have a middle-of-the-road approach. We need to look at it from both sides, despite the fact I'm clearly on one side. But if, if we can't look at it from both sides, then we have no hope of impacting change. If, if you can't look at it from how the left sees it, then you don't know how to approach it in a way that might actually work. Uh, if you just sit there and echo parrot right-wing talking points, the left is just going to tune you out. They're going to plug their ears and go la 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 la. So you need to understand their side, just like we want them to understand ours. And then we can be friggin' adults about it. Uh, Sooner or later, I have hope that somebody from the Liberal Party will stand up and be like, damn it, you children, stop it. These are human beings. You're fucking around long enough. Sit down. Uh, The world, Canada needs Jordan Peterson. We need Canada's dad to kind of just come in and slam his fist on the table. Sit down, everyone, and shut up. Let the grown-ups talk. But we're not there. I, I... I have hope. I think it feels like this week is going to be big. Uh, if it is, like I think it will, we will jump in and break it down right away. Uh, and like I said, we are going to be recording an armchair episode to kind of have a couple different perspectives on some of this stuff and, and kind of dive more deep into the mechanisms of what's happened and, and what might happen next. Uh, I think we're going to record that tomorrow, so I will drop that pretty much the same night we get it recorded and edited till then you guys know the deal uh pay the fee i i i'm just gonna say it you guys you guys have been awesome that that the whole structure of pay the fee has been awesome we don't do this for money i probably never will you know what maybe if we blow up massive i'd love to quit my job but i'm not i'm not gonna rule it out but Largely, I'm not doing this for money. I don't do this for clout. I don't do it for fame. Uh, (laughs) As far as y'all know, I'm anonymous. And uh, that's how I'm keeping my job by the seams of it. Um, But I do this because we need these conversations. Not just the left needing to hear uh, an earnest perspective from the right, but the right needing to understand how to interact with the left in an honest way. And, and that is just as important. And I and honestly, like it seems like you guys appreciate it because we have been growing and I owe it all to you guys for sharing and supporting and, and really rocking with us. So thank you for always always helping us out. Uh, it, we wouldn't be where we are today without it. And where we've come in less than a year is incredible. So every one of you sharing this stuff all the time, I, I see you and I appreciate you. Uh, And we will be back in touch 
later this week by the sounds of it uh it's gonna be a, a two or three episode week again so until the next episode drops everyone thank you from the bottom of my heart and stay free everyone